Welcome in one and all. Bill Michaels show. Having a good time today. We are in uh, we are in the studio today out here in Madison. Madtown. We're uh, visiting today. We got uh, getting ready basically for Super Bowl. We leave on Saturday. Um, and the staff does. Uh, Clemens and I and obviously Grant and Erica who's been with us now. God, Erica's been with me I think like 14 years. So Erica's uh, leaves with us. So, and she, I've I've known Erica though since 1999. She was one of our original Bud girls going back to 1999. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how we ran into her. That's how I got to know her. And uh, then she got into marketing, and then she went into the National Guard. You know, she I think she's a sergeant in the National Guard. If I, she's if she's still in the Guard, I, I won't I won't mess with her. If I have yeah. an issue, I'll know who to ask. She uh yeah she's a sergeant in the Guard I think, and then. Uh, and then uh, she ended up moving to Chicago, and she does some marketing there. But she, she works with us every year. So, uh, anyway, long story short is uh, we're getting ready to leave, so we had to get some equipment uh, worked on today and get some things ironed out and make sure we're ready to go. So that's where we're at. That's the reason we're out here in Madison. We got some uh, – and uh, we have talked about it time and again for everybody that's now joining us on the network that coming up on on uh, on a week from Saturday on the 10th, the night of the 10th, the evening of the 10th, we will have a two-hour – television program based on our program and it's going to air on my 24 in milwaukee but i think the next morning it's going to be then live on their website so if you're out of the area and you don't get my 24 over the air which i think my 24 goes like all the way up well beyond oshkosh it covers down into kenosha racine i think my 24 covers like lake geneva all the way you just draw that giant circle uh, around the area and you pick it up. It's on a lot of the cable providers as well in that area. And then um, then we're going to end up having a two-hour special the night before Super Bowl that will air on My24. And then I think it's kind of a test balloon. And then after that, there's some other shows that they want to do with us. I, I think what they should do, uh, and maybe not this year, if, if maybe in the future, like a Big Brother thing at the Super Bowl house, like a reality oh, TV yeah? thing. Oh, yeah. Where you get Clemens on camera, yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, sharing a bathroom with Bill is not all it's cracked no, up to be." No, you know, now, I've got that. Like I've got that that uh, camera rolling as I walk in, and accidentally <laughs> walk in on him, and he's wearing the tidy whities and he's wearing the snuffleupagus mask for the CPAP machine and all that. Yeah, that don't would you be. knock? Right? Don't you knock? Or It'd be a or good reality show. He's the uh, the morning grunter, you know, something like that. Or you just see Mike middle of the night. All there is is the glow of the screen in front of Mike's face at three a.m. when he's. He's cutting up something Andy Reid said that was insightful. I mean, Mike will find the most obscure things and then go, hey, this is something you want to pay attention to. And then damned if it doesn't come true. So, uh, but yeah, we've got uh, the uh, the television show coming up a week from Saturday night. It is on the 10th and it will air in Milwaukee, but uh, we will let you know where you can get it. We'll post the link to it on all the social media outlets and such as well. So no problem there. Uh, Vinny Rettino, Talkers of Brewers Baseball coming up here. After uh, the uh, next commercial break, which is a little bit, about 10 minutes, 15 minutes away. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we told you that uh, the colors have been provided now to us. And the San Francisco 49ers going to be wearing the white jerseys. I feel like Wayne Larvey at this point. The white jerseys, gold pants. And then you've got to the uh, current champions, the champions that need the crown knocked off of the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to be wearing the red pants and the red, or the, what is it, the red jerseys. The white numerals. He always talks about the numerals. The white numerals. Red jerseys, white numerals. There you go. Yeah. So I I, I can't do it like Wayne. Wayne's Wayne's the pro. But they're going to be wearing the the red. 
So there you go. And then I'm sure there's going to be some kind of a fashionista discussion about whatever Taylor Swift is wearing. We were talking about this yesterday, that there was a a value number put to Taylor Swift. $331 million is what she's brought to the NFL. And the number produced is, because people say, well, how can you rate that? It, the number produced is by the viewership of Kansas City games, both in and out of market, and the increase in merchandise, which uh, apparently Swifties are now buying Kansas City merchandise in droves. Yeah. I mean in droves. But $331 million worth of viewable entertainment and new eyes upon the NFL have been provided by Taylor Swift. Well, my sister is a big Swifty. She mentioned that she might want to get like a Travis Kelsey shirt or whatever. Right. And for Christmas, I got her. Oh, it's going to be difficult to explain. You know, when you, you go to church and, and they have a little, like in a Catholic church, they have a little corner with all the candles and you light and you say a yeah. prayer. And the candle will have like a picture of Mother Mary or Jesus right. on it. Well, they make parodies of those candles. And I got her a set and it's Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Oh, there you go. And they're, photo, they're photoshopped onto like Jesus's body. And I got a Snapchat from her. Before the Chiefs game the other day, she had lit them on her coffee table, and she's like, I guess I'm cheering for the Chiefs. Like, she's right. a Swifty. She doesn't even really care about football. She's like, I guess this is what I right. do as a Taylor Swift fan. So it's definitely a real thing. Um, and by the way, the Swifty effect, did you see the ratings? Big number, I bet. Huge. For the AFC Championship game, 55 million viewers tuned in to see that. And to watch uh, the Kansas City Chiefs deliver a win on a championship Sunday, uh, which is another ratings record, but 55 million viewers. And a lot of that is attributed, I, I shouldn't say a lot, uh, the, the increased portion of that is attributed to the Taylor Swift effect. Do you believe it's real? Yeah. That the relationship between her and oh. Travis Kelsey is real? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think at first it was like, oh, we're going to have this little fling and, you know, it's kind of fun that everyone's playing it up. But I feel like at this point, yeah, she's down on the field and they're hugging and she's hanging out with Donna Kelsey and Jason Kelsey at the Bills game. If you caught the discussion on the field where Travis, the cameras were on them and you could hear Travis say in some of these raw videos that are floating around, the cameras are on us. Mm-hmm. And she looks at him and says, I don't give an F, and then lays the kiss on him. That was... That's real love. That, that was real uh, to me because it, it, it that because that, he was genuinely like, eh, should we be doing this, you know, or should you be doing this? And she was like, I, I literally, the first time I've ever heard her swear was the I don't give an F, and then off they went. So um, I, my assumption is it's real, but there's this whole conspiracy theory that she is just in it between her and the NFL. They're combining forces. Wonder Twin powers activate and to add you know money to the coffers. So to well, speak. she doesn't need the money, and no. I don't think she needs this this hassle of traveling all over the place to NFL stadiums and working it in with her tour schedule. Right. I'm sure the NFL is thrilled to have her, but yeah. I, I think there's some football fans that think that she's doing this for the attention and the money, and she. She don't need it. She does not need the extra. She's got plenty of money and attention on her own. Apparently, right the uh, flight plan for her has come out, and she is returning to Vegas. Did you know, though, that she sold out four consecutive nights of shows? So then she leaves the Super Bowl and flies back to Tokyo. It's a good thing that the Super Bowl's on the West Coast, yeah. I guess. That worked out well So for she her. gains 12 hours coming back. So if she sleeps, she's actually going to gain two hours. 
<laughs> so it's a 14-hour difference. It's a 12-and-a-half-hour flight. They say in a Learjet you can probably make it in about 11-and-a-half and cut an hour off the time. So if, let's say she gets done with the concert. She jumps on a plane. She sleeps. She wakes up. It's actually she's gained three hours of day daytime. She goes to the Super Bowl, but when she jumps back on the plane to go do the next night show at the Tokyo Dome, she sleeps, get off, gets off the plane, runs on the stage, and the show begins. It's really hard. Time zones are hard. I can't wrap my mind around that. You, I book a guest in the Eastern time zone, and I'm getting a headache back here right. in the studio trying to figure out. She's got to have people helping her out with that. I, I would imagine her jet is nicer than my apartment, so I don't think yes. she's, she's not yes. traveling in squalor here. No, like, no, She'll no, be no. fine. The Swifty jet is is large and lean and and beautiful, I'm sure. But I I, I can't imagine no amount of money would the NFL give to pull you away from doing a concert in Tokyo to fly to the Super Bowl to cheer on your boyfriend and then go back. I mean, that's got to be taxing, seriously taxing. If you're if you're her, so that's why I believe it's real. Uh, you know that whatever. Whatever those two are doing or involved with, uh, I, I believe it's real. But man, it's just like, boy, that's that's and no wonder she's not doing because there's been a lot of questions about whether or not she would be doing anything uh, musically. And do you think now she has overshadowed Usher? Yeah, that's an interesting take. Does Usher feel robbed of his big Super Bowl moment right? with all this? Is that what you're asking? Right, because he's going to do the because now it's it's not even the Pepsi. It's what the Apple iTunes or something halftime it's show. Apple Music, Apple Music, something like that. So now it's the Apple Music halftime show, and how many questions now? Now you can actually attend this because I believe it's either Wednesday or Thursday. The press conference is in the Mandalay Bay Convention Center with us, so Usher will be there near us. Uh, and it's probably like on a different floor. It's usually what they do because the NFL does all their stuff on like a floor above us. So Monday it'll be the security press briefings and what they're going to do and how many people they're bringing in. So you can go over the numbers for security. And then they do what they've done for the Play 60 movements. And though all these press conferences take place upstairs. And then there is the CBS meet and greet. So you go in and you meet everybody. You see Boomer. You see Cower. You see all these guys. And then there's the Usher presser where they bring Usher in and he answers questions. And how many questions do you think are going to pertain to Taylor Swift? Probably at least a few. And he's probably, like, he's got to have a good answer ready. Right. Because if he slips or he doesn't give her her respect or whatever, yeah. the oh, Swifties man. on the internet, Bill, it's a group that you don't cross. Right. You don't mix it up with them. Yeah. And I was actually watching the podcast with Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco. Did you see that where Ocho Cinco said that Beyonce is bigger? Yeah, or, and, or or what did he say specifically about Beyonce? Hold on. He was talking about how Beyonce was basically bigger than, than Taylor. And, look, I give Shannon Sharp all the credit in the world. He shut him down. He's like, Ocho, you have no idea what you're talking about. This girl's bi as big as or bigger than the Beatles, as big as Elvis. I mean, you know, as, as big as anything that's ever been out there. He yeah. said, I know you may be hip to Beyonce, but you don't know what the hell you're talking about. It was great. It was funny as hell. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, Marv says, get her on Radio Row. She's not going to get in, in in time. Even if we wanted to, she's not going to get it. Well, first of all, I don't think she's going to go, you know what? I'm coming back early. I'm going to cancel the show in Tokyo. Bill, wait, the Bill, Bill Michaels Michael show. and Mike Clemens yeah. are there? Uh, the Bill Michaels show is uh, asking for us, and I, I think I'm going to go ahead and, and choose to do that. So I don't think that's going to happen, 
Uh, secondly, uh, I would not doubt that Mike Clemens ends up dancing with her at some point. Ends up, you know, you know who hung out with uh, Mama Kelsey last year on opening night? It was Mike? No, it was Kristen. Oh. Kristen ended up hanging because they brought Mama Kelsey down onto the floor. Mm-hmm. And and you'll see it. This will be your first experience with it ever. And by the way, it's at, actually back in the stadium. That's cool. It's at Allegiant Stadium. I thought it would be where the Golden Knights play at the arena because that's what they've done the last few years. They put it in these – they're doing it actually in the stadium. We're back in the stadium. When that's they cool. did um, – when right after 9-11 and then when COVID hit and everything, a few, you know, 10 years later, a decade later, they were always back and forth and back and forth about what they wanted to do. And it then really began, I think, in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis, they took it over to St. Paul. And we were in the arena in St. Paul. At the XL? Yeah, because you couldn't get into – they wouldn't let you into U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah. For, and it, which was weird because we're like, well, it's, it's turf. Why? It's no big deal. You can walk around on the grass. And they're like, no, no, it, it, Homeland Security didn't want to do that. And now they're back to letting us in the stadium. That's cool. So we actually get to go back inside the stadiums before. Because, like, when we were in Miami, you couldn't even walk in the parking lot of Hard Rock Stadium without the FBI and Homeland Security, like, throwing you out i mean it was just amazing so now we're actually back in allegiance stadium so that's going to be because that means we get to go see the giant roomba for the first time mike's already been there but we get a chance to go in there for the first time so that's going to be exciting looking forward to that uh let's do this Vinny retino uh we're going to talk some brewers baseball when we come back so stay right where you're at this portion of the program brought to you by the sunset grill on prospect avenue in Pwaki. Give them a call, 262-696-4578. Sarah and the crew over there do a great job. They've got bingo. They've got karaoke. They've got different things going on over there along with great food and a huge wine selection. They have steak and wine nights there as well. You can check that out. So much good stuff going on on Pewaukee Lake and around the lake and the lakefront and lake country. I'm saying lake a lot, and that's part of it. Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michaels Show. Vinny Rotino, Talking Brewers, next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Hey, if uh, you're looking this time of year, you start to driving in and out of the garage and you're thinking, man, this is nasty stuff all over the garage floor. Get it cleaned up. Get it done. Get it sealed. Get it done right from our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That's epoxyflooringdoneright.com or call Sean and the gang 262-443-2852. They did my house. They did the gym. And it's fantastic. And I've talked about it time and again. Again, go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That's 262-443-2852. 52. Give him a shout. Joining us now on the hotline, talking a little Brewers baseball. Reese Hoskins is signed, and we'll hear from him coming up a little bit later on. Our guy, Vinny Rettino from Valley Sports, Wisconsin, covering the crew. Vinny, how you been, pal? Good. How are you, Bill? We're good. Uh, We're getting ready for a little Vegas trip and some Super Bowl stuff, but uh, can't wait to get down to spring training either. So, And I can't believe we're less than 90 days away from everything getting underway again, which is absolutely amazing. What do you make of the Hoskins signing? Well, it's a it's a great signing, first of all. It's a great fit, right? The Brewers needed a, a power right-handed bat. They got it in Reese Hoskins. going to pair well, really well, with, with Contreras being able to hit left-handed pitching. So I think the left-handed pitching struggles are going to go by the wayside now with Reese Hoskins, Hoskins joining the roster. 
And then they needed a first baseman as well. So you, you kind of kill two birds with one stone with that move. And this is a player, remember, Bill, the Brewers weren't going to be able to access a player like a Reese Hoskins in free agency if he would have been healthy all year. He would have hit the free agent market if he was healthy last year. Remember, he got, tore his ACL, missed all of last season, and so now he became a free agent. And now he's got to kind of prove it to the rest of the league that he can then jump back into free agency. Hopefully the Brewers do have him for a couple of years and he's productive, but he does have the opt-out. So it's kind of a one-year deal. Brewers taking on some risk here, but I don't think it's very risky at the end of the day. This kid's going to, he is going to produce as long as he does stay healthy with that knee. Everything seems to check out with the knee at this point. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a player that the Brewers probably would not be able to access in free agency. He would have probably got four or five years, over $100 million in free agency. So it, it is nice that the Brewers are able to, to, to land a player like Reese Hoskins. Do you think the Brewers are done? I mean, there's been a lot of talk about third base, and Montesario is kind of the guy you pencil in right now. But do you think the Brewers are done this offseason, or there's more to be had? I would be surprised if they make – a big splash uh, from here on out. I mean, you never know. You, you really never do know with Matt Arnold and company at the, with the, in the front office making a last-minute trade or deal if it makes sense. Uh, Matt Arnold has done just a tremendous job, and so did David Stearns before him, just a tremendous job of finding those, those deals where they kind of skewed in the Brewers' favor. I think if something like that presents itself that can help the Brewers win this year, but then also secures them for the future. I, I do see him being able to pull the trigger, but I, I, I can't foresee anything kind of happening in the free agent market right now, uh, anything big for that matter, because I, I yeah, Monasterio or maybe even, let's see how Tyler Black looks at third base in spring training um, and then and then go from there. But other, otherwise, I think they're probably pretty set with their roster. Obviously, there's no Woodruff, uh, but give me your thoughts on the rotation and what they have this year with Burns and Peralta. And, and obviously, Miley last year was as steady as steady gets and Colin Ray and Joe Ross and some of the arms that they have. Give me your thoughts on the starting rotation. So, Bill, this is interesting, right? So, uh, you know, everyone talks about, you know, no Woodruff. To, you know, he, he hurt his shoulder. I feel bad for, for Brandon Woodruff. I mean, he was just so close to free agency, and then this happened to him. We'll see where he lands. I, I think he should be fine, uh, and we're all rooting for him. But remember, the Brewers didn't have him last year, and they were a 92-win ball club with one of the best starting pitching staffs in all of baseball. So 92-70 and 70 last year, they're pretty much going to run it back with the same group of guys, right? I mean, uh, you know, without Adrian and Adrian Hauser, but you're adding the Colin Ray is going to be in the rotation pretty much all year. They signed that big league deal. The Joe Ross, let's see what he can give. Maybe a gasser, uh, the young kid, Robert Gasser down at AAA was the PCL pitcher of the year. But with those three horses at the top that they pretty much had all year, I know Miley was in and up, you know, back and forth from the injured list. Don't know if you can count on him for more than 20 starts. Hopefully they can get that from him. But, you know, Burns stays healthy, Peralta stays healthy, and then Miley get 20 or more out of him. And this is pretty much the same starting pitching staff as last year. And you know that their bullpen is going to be, you know, just one of the best bullpens in all of baseball. They've proven to be able to get guys to perform uh, from the back end of the bullpen. So I, I like this starting pitching staff a lot. Again, it, it looks pretty similar from, from last year. I do see this team competing for the NL Central Division title again just because of, of what they're going to be able to give from the starting pitching in terms of hitting. We all know Devin Williams is your closer. 
who morphs into that setup role, do you think? Is it still Piamps? Uh, do you think he's that guy? Or do you look at a guy like Uribe with, you know, a 100-mile-an-hour fastball with some good break to it? Does he end up morphing into that? And maybe that becomes one of the yeah, – because I remember the years back when you had three in the back end of the bullpen, it was basically get through six innings of play with a lead, and it was over. And that almost almost yeah. was reminiscent of the nasty boys that they had with the Reds back in 1990. I mean, that's how good they were. So does Uribe kind of develop into that guy, in your, do you think? I think they're I think they're grooming Uribe to being the next closer after you know let's say Devin Williams does get traded or or moves on in a couple of years in the free agent market. Um, yeah, I think Uribe is as nasty as anybody in baseball. It's a hundred mile an hour. It's it, it's not only a sinker. I mean, my goodness, it looks like a left-handed slider with how much that thing moves down into the zone and then breaks towards a right-handed hitter. So. Um, and then he's got a he's got a nasty slider to go with it. He's not just a one pitch guy. He's got two pitches, two real pitches, and a developing changeup as well. So um, Uribe, I do see eventually being that setup guy. But this is what the Brewers, Chris Hook, uh, and Pat Murphy do so well. Pat Murphy, we'll see how he manages the bullpen. But I imagine it's going to be pretty similar to how Council did it these last five, six years, or whatever. But um, I do see. Um, I do see them just playing the hot hand, seeing who emerges. I mean, Holby Milner might be some, doing some setup, you know, from time to time as well as he has been going these last couple of years. You have Pyam. They're going to ride the hot hand for sure. Um, you know, Trevor McGill all of a sudden just emerged in the last month of the season with some of the nastiest stuff. They tweaked his, his curveball last year, if you remember, is getting more in the zone. They did a great job. They just continue to do a great job of helping these pitchers along, especially the relievers. So, I, I, you know, let's not forget about Pagaro. So he had a good run last year. I think he was overused a little bit and kind of by need last year. So they have a lot of different options. Keep these guys fresh. Keep these guys healthy. And, and you're going to see one of the better bullpens in all of baseball from the Brewers. How much, if at all, will Craig Council be missed or will that be different as far as the clubhouse feel and makeup? Because, you know, it, it drives people nuts statistically if you can't put a, a tangible number on things. And I've always said there is something to be said for somebody in a clubhouse and the way a clubhouse is kind of bonded together that makes a difference. And, you know, some people don't believe you because if you can't, you know, like I said, if you can't put a number on it, if you can't see a breaking ball, if you can't see a statistic, they don't want to believe it. But you tell me, how much difference will there be, if any? Very minimal. I mean, look, as good as Craig Council is, as good as, as, good as Craig, Craig Council was for the Milwaukee Brewers and the clubhouse culture, Pat Murphy has been there the entire time. You talk to every single player about Pat Murphy, and they talk about how good he is at creating a great culture around the clubhouse, within the clubhouse, during the games. He's got a way about him. If you talk to Pat Murphy, um, you know, on a personal level, he's got a way about him that is, is, is a dry sense of humor, but then he also holds guys accountable, right? So it, it, it keeps it loose, but then also makes, it, makes sure, it, it makes sure that guys are, are doing their job and holding each other accountable and then, uh, it, it just creates a really good clubhouse culture, and you need that. You need that looseness, but then you also need that firmness from your manager, from your leader. Pat Murphy's been doing this a heck of a long time. The Brewers would not have made this uh, decision to go with Pat Murphy if they did not think that it was gonna, there was going to be some continuity within the clubhouse. The Brewers have just been 
a juggernaut, if you can, if you can say that about clubhouse culture, they have been, you talk to every single player around the league. They say, I got over to Milwaukee. That was the most fun I've had playing baseball, you know, because winning is fun, but then also it's just the group of guys and the culture within the clubhouse. Pat Murphy is going to continue that. So let's talk about the guys in the field now because they've got a dearth of talent. I mean, just a bunch of guys they can throw in that outfield. And then, you know, kind of the old man in the sea is Christian Yelich. I would assume he's going to end up DHing more than he is actually playing the outfield. But give me your thoughts on, on the guys that are in the field. I think they're extremely strong up the gut, which is always what you have to be defensively speaking. You'd love to get Bryce Terang's bat going for sure. But, I mean, what they found at Contreras last year, up the gut with a guy in center field, and whether it's Cheerio or you got Garrett Mitchell or even Joey Weimer at some point, maybe he ends up back out there. And, and then, obviously, between Adamas, like I would mentioned, Terang, they're extremely strong defensively speaking. Uh, th- one of the better defensive teams in all of baseball last year, and you hit the nail on the head, Bill. The, the fact that they are strong up the middle, Bryce Terang really just emerging as one of the top defensive second basemen in all of baseball. Willie Adamas just continuing to not only be one of the better defensive shortstops in all of baseball, but improving. That's that's what you're going to get from a from a Willie Adams. He, he continues to improve his game defensively. That That's so impressive about what he is able to do after establishing himself as one of the better shortstops overall in baseball. He just continues to get better. And then, yeah, up the middle, you have your, you have a dearth of options, right? You have Garrett Mitchell, you have Sal Freelich can run out there in center. Jackson Churio, they just extended one of the rising stars in the game of baseball. Joey Weimer is an exceptional defensive center fielder. That is, the Brewers are extremely spoiled in the outfield, right? Some teams are scrambling to find a defensive center field option. The Brewers have about four or five of them. So, yeah, they're going to be set in the outfield. They're going to be set defensively pretty much all over the field. The one question is third base. Andrew Monasterio did prove that he can handle it defensively for sure. So you do have that. You do have him as a backup option. Would like to get more production offensively. Um, but we'll see what happens there. But yeah, th- this team is set defensively. William Contreras emerged. He is he is uh, a rising star in the game of baseball. We're going to see a monster year, in my, is my prediction, from William Contreras, both defensively and offensively. The Brewers are set up nicely. When you look at the projections for 2024, you go through fan graphs and such, and you start looking at this and. You know, last year you were looking at guys on on average, batting average wise, OPS wise, of you know two twenty seven, two thirty four, and you're like, man, this is a team that's kind of the all or nothing. At least the averages have come up. Give me your thoughts offensively for this team because we know guys like Bryce Terang has struggled, Joey Weimer struggled. There's guys that aren't great at the plate, but it looks like this team will be better, at least projected to be better offensively than what we witnessed last year. Not so much with the power, but more so much station to station. Yeah, you will. And what what you do see from baseball players in general, people have to remember remember that rookies are going to struggle, right? Joey Weimer, he had kind of an abysmal season offensively, especially against right-handed pitching. One of he was an out, you know, against right-handed pitchers. They figured out how to pitch to him. They started throwing him just slider after slider after slider. He really couldn't figure it out. So I think just the fact that you're getting those young guys and you got those young guys a nice base of at-bats at the big league level, they're going to be able to make adjustments this year. And you'll see these, like you said, their their averages are going to start climbing up. You're going to see a little bit of power climb up as well from, from the group of young guys. But that's what the Brewers 
are going to do and going to have to do to sustain success going forward is just continue to sprinkle those young kids in there and then have them develop at the big league level. We've seen this ever since David Stearns took over. Um, and that's how the Brewers have been able to win. That's how the Brewers have been able to develop talent at the big league level. They're going to continue to do that. Offensively, I think this team is going to be fine. This team is going to um, continue to just improve. Like I said, you're going to see guys get on base. You're going to see guys run a lot as well. There's a lot of team speed here. So I like this Brewers team offensively. We're going to maybe see them kind of not necessarily struggle, but you're going to see them get their footing and then take off from there. Vinny, great stuff as always. When are you heading out to spring training? I'm going to be out there at the end of the month. I'm going to call a couple of games out there. Uh, we're going to take the family out. Can't wait to get out of this weather. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> we might see you out there, man. Appreciate it, okay? Sounds good, Bill. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Vinny. There you go. Vinny Rotino, Valley Sports, Wisconsin, covering the Brewers, uh, doing a lot of the Brewers stuff, spring training stuff. You can look for his stuff there as well. But uh, good to talk to Vinny Rotino. And I'll tell you this. You start to read a lot of the publications, and I know the Reds are trying to get better pitching-wise. They've got a lot of good offense. But it seems like uh, the, the Brewers are going to be picked to win the division and the Reds are going to be picked to finish second with the Cubs battling for third and then Pittsburgh and St. Louis battling for the basement. If Pitts, if uh, St. Louis can't figure things out, they, they had an abysmal season last year. They just need a lot of guys to rebound, offensively speaking, for this team to do anything, and they just couldn't do it last year. It's like, how much did Yadier Molina do when it, when it came to commanding and focus and such within the clubhouse? He go, he walks away, and all of a sudden the team goes down to last. I mean, just the, the Cardinals were no more last year, and everybody believes it's going to be the Brewers again this season. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show and... Uh, portion of the program, by the way, brought to you by our friends at One Collision County Line in Menominee Falls. Oh, my God, did they have quite a few uh, people in there via business-wise over the last couple of weeks because of the snow, the ice, and there was more than a few fender benders that took place. So uh, the one thing they told me to tell you was be patient, uh, but they are going through cars as fast as they possibly can, and they will get you in if you haven't uh, already called them. But they said, hey, bring it, uh, because it's, it's a really big operation over there. They can handle more than just one or two at a time. So uh, one collision, County Line, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. They work great with your insurance company. They do a fantastic job, and call them 262-251-1700. And, you know, if, if by chance, let's just say you don't want to go through your insurance company, they can work with you on that as well, which is the best part about it. Because uh, there's some people that don't want to do that because you may be already carrying insurance from the Caribbean and you don't want to don't want to have that collision on your record. So I, I get it, man. Uh, one collision county line, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. 262-251-1700. 262-251-1700. Give them a shout. It is a great place. To be. The coolest thing about that uh, is when they start on your vehicle and they text you almost every day or every other day telling you what's going on. So it's it's really it's really cool. 
877-867-1670, If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Uh, go ahead and do so. We'd love to hear from you. And we were talking a little baseball with Vinny uh, Rotino in the last segment. Um, the uh, I, How excited are you for the Brewers? I mean, all in all, how excited are you for the Brewers this year? Now, we haven't talked a whole lot when it comes to Brewers baseball, okay, and I get that. But uh, how excited are you for the Milwaukee Brewers and the upcoming season with some of the youth and some of the things that have already been proven? I mean, I'm 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 pretty geeked to be perfectly honest with you. So, um, I I wouldn't it be ir- ironic if say this team melded well together, the pitching stayed solid, they were one of the healthier teams in Major League Baseball, everything excelled, and they ended up going to a World Series this year, the year after Council leaves. Wouldn't that wouldn't the irony just be just just dripping there? And that I know for people that hate the Cubs and are now mad at Craig Council for going to the Cubs, that would be the ultimate middle finger, I guess, uh, in some way, shape, or form. But to me, it would be like, damn, he was off by a year, just missed it via a year, you know. But and wouldn't it be crazy if if Pat Murphy won Manager of the Year? Because Craig Council didn't he, correct me if I'm wrong. He never won Manager of the Year when he was with the Brewers, right? No, he got second place one year. And right, I, I think that's as good as he ever did. Yeah. So wouldn't wouldn't it be crazy if the Brewers ended up with one of the best records in baseball and Pat Murphy gets manager of the year? Oh. On one hand, you'd be like, ah, oh, Craig, why'd you leave? And on the other hand, you'd be like, well, it's all about your luck, I guess. But Brewers, Brewers, pretty exciting team. And a lot of youth and a lot of exuberance on this team. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm hoping we clear uh, everything so we get out to spring training. Have you talked to our buddy Ken Spindler? I have the week. I have the week that I'm going to be out there. I, I think he. When are you going to be there? Uh, the week March. It's Monday through Friday is the fourth through the eighth, and I think I'm going Saturday to Saturday. Okay. So I, I'm trying to set up my booth. The, the issue right now is they don't like know the full details of of like opposing teams' broadcast schedules and that right. stuff. Um. So I think that's why sometimes Ken, you know, he doesn't know all these details, so he doesn't want to put things down in stone. Right. That's when I'm going to be out there. Um, if I when I if I come out when I come out I, I think I'm going to go like Sunday to Wednesday sure and just do a few days get out there and uh, see a few things and then got to get back well it's nice when you go somewhere to do a remote broadcast because technically you're always remote broadcasting right so right. it doesn't make a difference you're in your home studio or right. you're in Tomahawk or you're in Arizona you know you can kind of do that I like I really like going out there and I like the Vinny Rotino at the end of our conversation said yeah I can't wait to get out of this weather because I because that's why we love going. Right. But we have to be like, I can't wait to get a look at the team. And, yeah. You know, and I, I love well, the, the baseball. Co- the cool thing is, is that, like, when you do this show, you're off the air out there at noon. So you get off at noon, and then you kick around the ballpark a little bit uh, and just hang and do some work. Or you go leave, you run up the street, you know, and then you come back and you grab, you know, your brat or your hot dog or whatever it is downstairs, and then you go up and watch baseball. Or you sit in the stands and yeah. watch baseball. Well, it's great, too, because my show's 4 to 6. So out there, depending on, on the air the when the game's going on. I'm done. I'm on when the game is on or when things are going on the field. And then I'm done at 4, which is great because I'm used to work, you know, working ever since I started the show until 6.37. And out there, it's like I'm on vacation. I'm done right. in the middle of the afternoon. Right. Well, that's like when we go to Super Bowl and everybody says, oh, it's it's great party nights. And, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, when you got to be on the air at 8 a.m. out there 
which is 10 a.m. here, which means you got to head to the convention center every morning at 5.30 in the morning, but all the parties are on Vegas time. You can't get home every night at 1 a.m. and think you're going to sleep for two hours, get up and do the show, because by Wednesday, uh, there's usually some kind of a memorial service for those that try to do that, and they're dead. So it just, you, you can't do it. That's why I always say people, you know, talk about the glitz and the glam that is, you know, going to Super Bowl and working Radio Row. And it is. I, I never will complain about it. But it is the hardest working trip of the year by far out of all the stuff that we do. And there's times that we'll drive overnight coming back from Packers games or whatever or, you know, some of our trips uh, we've done for cigar dinners and different things. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the hardest working trip because every moment of your day damn near is planned out. And you've got to remember you're not even on the time that it is in the city you're in. You gotta stay you gotta stay to Midwest time. Otherwise you just you get screwed. So anyway, um there you go. Let's do this. We're gonna step out, take a quick break. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the nice ash, the nice ash.com. Three twenty three West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Find bourbons and whiskeys and huge walk in humidor. They've got uh entertainment Thursday, Friday, Saturday and if you want to watch uh, the big game, you can do that down there as well. I'm sure they're going to have some kind of a potluck going down there. But 323 West Main Street, support the local businesses downtown Waukesha. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. By chance, you're looking for a place to go. Also out in Lake Country, there's Stoley's Hog Alley in Oconomowoc, uh, right there on Venice Beach Road with huge burgers and pizzas and that new atmosphere and that newly uh, renovated Stoley's Hog Alley. And then Stoles Old 109, they're in Watertown. Big TVs, and come summertime, they open up all the garage doors, and it's like just sitting on your front porch and hanging out. Great fish fry, terrific atmosphere in both places, owned by just a great couple of people and Jeff Stoley. And Alicia stole as well. So uh, get to either place. Stoley's Hog Alley in Lake Country. Stoles Old 109. They got some music coming up. Uh, I know, uh, I think it's this weekend as well over at Stoley's Hog Alley for sure. So keep checking them on Facebook. Keep checking them on Instagram. And uh, find out all the goings on that Stoley's Hog Alley has. And get there early on Fish Fry Fridays because, man, they book up. That uh, they, they go through all. I mean, I can't tell you how many pieces of fish they go through. But I know it's huge. That's a huge, like, now traditional thing out there in Lake Country is to stop over to Stoley's because it's just that good. So Stoley's Hog Alley in Lake Country and also Stoley's Old 109 in Watertown. Either place. You can't go wrong. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Somebody's asking if I'm wearing a Fitbit watch. Fitbit, yes. Don't do the Apple thing. I don't know why. They, they observe everything when we're on, uh, when we're on the screen. Yeah, but, you're yes. you're an influencer, not just with your takes. Everything you wear, everything you I do. know, right? Uh, the uh, the I, I've I've said this before. I am not an Apple fan. I never have been. And did you see the the new S twenty four is coming out for Samsung? So now you got to order it, and I guess it's released here in the next couple of weeks. Whatever. But the video on that is now four K quality 
which is what you can, you know, they always brag. I mean, I think it was uh, Apple and iPhones. They were the ones that were bragging. They were shooting movies with theirs. Uh, but, I, well, you saw over the weekend the pictures that were taken with somebody else's phone and then the pictures that get, to, that get taken with my phone. Mm-hmm. It's night and day, mm-hmm. night and day. And the, the person, God love Dina, and she had an Apple, and we took it with mine, and they're night and day. And, and hers is brand new, this new, ultra, unbelievable, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, when you got an itch below the waist, it scratches you when you have it in your pocket type of iPhone. But it, it just video and, and such, it, it doesn't compare. It doesn't compare. So I've always been an Apple person or a, uh, a Samsung person only for the fact that it also is compatible with all my computer stuff, with the HP because I've got a, a Lenovo and the HP Spectre. Uh, both pretty good computers, but uh, it, it works with the laptop. It works with our setup here uh, where the Apple does not. So if I want to do an interview, say, at my house, over the phone, say something that I want to tape for the next day's show or something, it works better with my phone than it does with the Apple phone. And so anyway, it just, you know, no. Uh, Steve says Apple is hands down better quality than the Android crap. It's not, Stephen. I've used both. I am I am a connoisseur of both. And by the way, people that grew up on Apple, they have a lot of problems technologically understanding the Android. And it's just because you've been taught a certain thing a certain way. The Android is adaptable. And right, he says all my Apple stuff works seamless together. Right, if it's all Apple stuff. But we don't use Apple stuff because there's certain things that aren't compatible with a lot of the audio and video equipment that we use. So if it's not Apple, it doesn't it doesn't work. So that's the reason. If there are people that all believe in Apple. That's great. But if you go quality for quality, picture for picture, video for video, hands down, every day of the week, Samsung and Android will beat the hell out of Apple because they work with Nikon and Apple does their own pictures. And 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 Thomas is right. Apple monopolizes you. You got to buy the chargers. You got to buy the special lightning charger and all that stuff. And now everything's either C or an, or universal, and that's what I work with. So anyway, but teach his own, I guess. Teach his own. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Sarah says extremely excited about all of it. Packers football in the future. Brewers baseball in this upcoming season and March Madness, as she says, should be exciting. We have so much influence in the state of Wisconsin. What a great time to be alive. You didn't even mention Bucks basketball. And, you know, there's Bucks basketball with expectations of I are we not thinking this year Bucks basketball's expectation and getting you know Damian Lillard? That was a move to put you over the top to win a championship. That's the expectation. Now, I don't know if we still have that same expectation because of the way this team has played, but that's correct me if I'm wrong, but that's that that's the expectation. Right? The Badgers hopefully are, are at least Sweet 16 bound, at least. You've got Marquette, you're hoping they're Sweet 16 bound. Green Bay, let's just see if they get a win or so in the tournament. That'd be exciting. The Bucks making it to the finals, and you're right. Then you've got Brewers baseball on the horizon, and you've got just a, 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 a huge ray of sunshine right now over 1265. It went from being – now, can we – and they've gotten some good movement in the portal, too, when it comes to Badger football. Correct me if I'm wrong. So we're kind of like 
you know, we went from being in this, oh, my God, what has happened to everything? The Bucks weren't playing well. The Brewers get beat. The Packers were looking pretty bad midseason. The Badgers didn't play well. You know, there was a lot of skepticism this year about Badger basketball coming in. You know? And, and even the Badger hockey program. You're right, Josh. We got a lot of good things going on in the state of Wisconsin. Now we just need to, we need to flip the script. Now we just need to turn them into championships. That's the next level. Turn them into championships. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Don't go anywhere. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.